In December, the Food and Drug Administration issued a drug safety communication cautioning that prolonged or repeated exposure to general anesthesia in young children or in pregnant women in their third trimester may affect the development of children's brains. The warning will no doubt raise concerns and questions among practitioners and parents, in part because there are no alternatives to these drugs for young children, and the procedures for which they're typically used can't be delayed. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Michael Green, obstetrician and gynecologist at Massachusetts General Hospital, professor of obstetrics and gynecology at Harvard Medical School, and an associate editor of the journal. Dr. Green has co-authored a perspective article on the implications of this FDA warning. Dr. Green, you write in your article that this notice took clinicians by surprise, given that at an earlier meeting, the FDA had decided not to make recommendations on label changes for anesthetics in children. So why do you think the agency decided that this was the right time to issue this warning? Well, that's part of the mystery that we didn't understand and prompted the editorial that we wrote, because as we noted in the perspective, the FDA held three separate meetings to discuss this issue, the most recent of which was in 2014. And at that time, although there was some reason to be concerned and everyone thought that the standard more research was needed, they made the decision not to make any kind of a recommendation at that time. Subsequently, there's been nothing really substantially worrisome that's appeared in the literature with a couple of studies that have been reassuring. So why they would choose at this time with only additional reassuring information in the literature and nothing more worrisome in the literature to issue the warning it was not at all clear to anyone. I think it's also fair to say that many of the people in the pediatric neurology community who've been worried about this problem were taken aback and hadn't been consulted by the FDA regarding their concerns. So what has the response been from clinicians and researchers in the field? The response from the clinicians, on the one hand, is sort of bafflement to why they would issue the warning at this time. And the other is it puts them in a very difficult situation because it instills concern in the minds of parents who ask questions for which there really are no definitive answers. I think it's fair that everyone, before they plan to put a young child to sleep or a pregnant mother to sleep for a major surgical procedure, it's incumbent for the care providers to be sure that there's a solid indication for the procedure that's about to be done and that there are no reasonable alternatives that are either non-surgical or to postpone the procedure until, for example, in the case of children, until they're after, let's say, three years of age, which is the age that before which there seems to be the greatest concern, or after pregnancy. So how convincing is the evidence that anesthesia is harmful to fetuses and young children? And what's the mechanism by which it would disrupt normal brain development? The evidence in fetuses is really entirely animal data, and inevitably questions can be asked in the animal studies as to whether all of the circumstances are totally analogous to a human study. And the reasons for that are the equivalence of the gestational age at the time the fetuses were studied and the duration of the anesthetic in terms of the duration of gestation in a human versus, for example, a rat or a mouse. So it's difficult to extrapolate the circumstances in many of the animal studies to the circumstances in humans. 
Furthermore, inevitably, there's greater care taken in humans to make sure that blood pressure is optimized during the anesthetic, that oxygenation is optimized during the anesthetic, etc. You write in your article that the FDA warning has prompted Texas Children's Hospital to initiate discussions among parents, surgeons, and anesthesiologists whenever sedation is required for young children. Do you see other hospitals making similar changes? Yes. My co-author, Dr. Andropoulos, is the director of anesthesia at Texas Children's, which is a large, major pediatric hospital. And they didn't think that they could ignore the warning. They wanted to face it straight away and make sure that parents were aware that this warning is out there and discuss it openly with the parents. So I imagine that most other large children's hospitals have had to do the same thing and need to have a difficult conversation with parents, again, for which there are no clear answers. So what do you think is going to happen as a result of those conversations? Do you think it'll affect whether children receive anesthesia, for how long they receive it? I don't think it's going to really change much, because I think most parents, after they've discussed these things in a rational way with their children's care providers, will recognize that there is no alternative to these medications in order to put the children to sleep, number one. Number two, there really isn't a good alternative type of anesthesia available to a local or regional anesthetic for very young children who really would be panic-stricken by being in an operating room. And furthermore, most of the, or essentially all of these procedures are only being done when there's absolutely solid indication uh, such that the procedures cannot be postponed until the children are older and more mature. So finally, how would you suggest that individual clinicians counsel their patients and the parents, the children, the pregnant women on the use of general anesthesia? I think that everybody has to be honest and forthcoming and recognize that there are a lot of unanswered questions here, that it's reasonable to be concerned, that care providers share these concerns. It's not just the patients and parents of uh, pediatric patients. Everybody is concerned about this. I think it's important for the care providers to reassure patients and parents of patients that they've considered all of these issues and don't believe that there's any safe alternative for the either pregnant patient or pediatric patient to a prompt surgical procedure that's well-considered and with as brief an anesthetic exposure as is absolutely necessary. Thank you, Dr. Green.